friends, welcome to Trail Angels powered by Karen the Love. We are thrilled to, to have you joining with us today. And we're going to have a fun discussion about stress and anxiety. How can that be a fun discussion? <laughs> That's why I kind of little uh, tongue in cheek about stress and anxiety as we move forward in in our emotional resilience um, lessons here. And this has been an interesting week as each of us have have dealt with, um, you know, reviewing and going over the lessons that we've we've been focusing on in the in the past couple of weeks and preparing for this one. Yeah, this is this is the fourth lesson in our emotional resilience course, and it's a uh, it's it's a it's. Uh, let me just put it this way: I had stress as I was learning about stress. <laughs> And as we were putting together some ideas and as we were going through some some thoughts about the stresses that we have in our life, you know, I started watching the news a little bit more closely. I started looking at uh, stories that uh, dealt with stress. And I got to tell you, Annette, there were more stories that uh, dealt with people trying to deal with stress than, than I could imagine. It's been very interesting as we've kind of zoned in, you know, on, on this topic and how, I don't know about where, where our listeners live specifically throughout, you know, the country and actually throughout the world, but, but here in Utah, it's been interesting how so much focus has been on our educators and the stress that they are feeling that they're being, they're overwhelmed. Yeah, our daughter teaches the fifth grade, and uh, in talking with her and uh, hearing of some of the stresses that are taking place amongst the teachers, not just the students. You know, we were so concerned last year about the students. I think this year is the concern is on the teachers. Yes. So, friends, we just need to uh, move forward in this discussion because there's so much to discuss and to learn about. Yeah, there there really is. And so as always, we'll we'll start our our lesson with a request to grab a pen and a notebook and also your favorite uh, hot beverage. Because what we want you to do is sit back, relax, and just enjoy uh the thoughts that uh, you have coming through your mind as you understand your stresses and as you understand the anxiety that uh, you deal with every single day. You know, Friends, this this is something that we all deal with. This is not a lesson specifically made for those that are uh, dealing with high stress and anxiety because we all do in one way or another. And so we would encourage you to find that peaceful place and just enjoy as we share some thoughts and some ideas and some tools maybe in helping you to manage your stress and anxiety. Now, in the past few weeks, we've talked about building emotional resilience. We've talked about uh, healthy thinking patterns. Last week, we talked about uh, our body and emotions. And, and today, as we talk about managing stress and anxieties, one of the foundational principles that we have is using our time wisely. We find that uh, sometimes stress comes when we are all over the place, when we don't have one particular focus. Have you ever found that to be the case, Annette? Oh, for sure. 
And it's been something that that sometimes I I find myself in trouble because I haven't used my time wisely. Yeah, and and uh, again, we'll share some tools with you. But some of the values and the skills that we'll talk about today will be basically what is stress and anxiety. You know, I, I think we all feel it, but what is it actually? We're going to understand the levels of stress. We're going to learn how we can use mindfulness as a uh, way to reduce stress. We're going to talk about uh, prayer. We're going to be talking about why that's important uh, for us as well. And then we're going to finish with talking a little bit about perfection and uh, the fact that maybe sometimes our expectations are too high. Do any of us have a problem with perfectionism? I think we all do, don't we? (laughs) To a degree, I think we do. And I think it's it's interesting as we have um, been studying and learning and focusing on these things, how we have been able to see that sometimes as parents, we we maybe push that perfectionism a little bit too much on our children. Yeah, we do. And uh, as as we talk about perfectionism, let's let's can we just first start talking about some uh, some ideas, some steps when it sure comes can. to maybe starting our day out right, so that uh, when we when we begin our day and when we finish our day and everything that happens in between, we're going to be able to look back and say, yeah, you know. I mean, you've had those days before. I've had those days before when you look back from the results of the day and say, yeah, this was a good day. So we're going to try to put that all together and help you with some ideas. Now, I I, I love the quote by David Bednar. He said, we easily can be overcome by the routine and mundane matters of mortality, sleeping, eating and dressing, working, playing, exercising and other things that are customary activities are necessary and important. But ultimately, what we become is the result of our knowledge of and our willingness to learn. It's in a nutshell right there. And um, and it's something that I have enjoyed these last few years as life has slowed down to a degree in the fact that we don't have children living at home and young children and then I'm you know, trying to the hustle and bustle and getting everybody there. And it's, I'm looking at this now as an opportunity and a time for me to learn. So, so each of us, Annette and I always talk about the fact that we're people watchers <laughs> and we, we watch what successful people do. And, uh, you know, there, there are certain things that we can take away from those that we look to, uh, for examples. And what are some of those uh, ideas, you know, that we've, we've learned from others? Well, one of the things that just right off the top is to list down tasks, list down those things that um, we would like to accomplish that day. You're probably talking about doing this in, in the early morning, right? Doing it in the early morning is a great time to go over it. Also, others may do it in the evening. For the next day. For the next day. and to revert. So it's something that you you can't adapt for yourself. But as you have that list, it helps you stay focused and to not be as stressed of what you need to get done. So for me, I you know like to review that. And then I I set time in in meditation and prayer. Mm. And that helps helps me even focus. And as I do that, it also helps me set those priorities for the day. 
it's interesting how there's a clarity that comes. It's it's in itself a form of mindfulness, isn't it? It is. It is. And then, um, you know, really acting upon those priorities and the tasks that need to be taken care of for the day. And then one of the things that I think is a highlight is that, and that we forget to do, and I've been really focusing lately and and, and doing this, and it really is a benefit, is I do a self-evaluation at the end of the day. And that helps me, again, feel like, okay, where am I at? How am I doing? And how can I move forward in the day tomorrow? So that's kind of where I I almost list those tasks. And then in the morning, I review it. I, I like those uh, ideas, Annette. Uh, the one thing that I would say is we've got to be careful with that self-evaluation. Oh. Because we could easily look back at the day and say, I had 15 things that I wanted to get done, and I only got done 12. So this is a friend of mine, and I may have mentioned this um, but last week, but we were talking about this self-evaluation and listening the tasks and the different things she was one thing she was, I always give myself a win. So no matter what, brushing her teeth was on that t- on her to-do list and making your bed. But brushing her teeth was always a win because she always brushed her teeth. That's always a win for me when you brush your teeth. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So so let's talk a little bit about uh, stress and anxiety. What, what is stress and anxiety? Uh, the first thing we need to understand is that they're a normal part of life. Everybody deals with stress and anxieties. And, you know, it, it, really, these words describe ways the brain and the body respond to the demands, such as problems at work. Maybe if you're having to take a test at school or having to make an important decision. And uh, really, normal amounts of stress and anxiety can help you focus they can help you reach your goals and to protect your body. So, so for example, if you have some stress about your job, you'll likely come to work prepared and focused on your task. And uh, stress and anxiety help keep you alive. You know, that's, that's one of the things that is a positive when it comes to stress and anxiety. We, we need to have a little bit of stress when we are in difficult or dangerous situations. Flight or fight. Exactly. But but really, feeling stress and anxiety too often or for too long can cause significant problems, and and it can lead to mental illness. And, and I think we've all seen that. Not only mental illness, but physical illness. Yeah, yeah, we 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 see that there there is that cause and effect relationship. You know, as we as we talked about before, the brain and the body respond. Mm-hmm. And and so, really, if you're dealing with too much stress and anxiety, you might get sick. You might get headaches. You might uh, feel angry and uh, you might have drastic changes in your appetite or maybe even experience a loss of focus. Have you ever noticed that, that uh, we lose focus sometimes when we're stressed? And all we can think about is that one stressor that we're dealing with and nothing else seems to matter. And it's interesting because sometimes that one stressor isn't really the problem. Right. right. And, And as we can pull back. And and do some of these these things that we, we just talked about earlier, it helps alleviate that stress. And then we can set that priority to then move forward. You know, we talked about different levels of stress. And uh, 
you know, you, you might feel overwhelmed by a job, for example, uh, or you might not want to go to work because you feel something bad is going to happen or that you'll not be good enough. I mean, I think we've all felt that. Mm-hmm. And these are signs that you're feeling distress or debilitating levels of stress and anxiety. And that's where you need to really be careful is once you start feeling that uh, you're less than, once you start feeling that uh, you don't have the capacity or the ability to do what is tasked of you, we, we start feeling it's, it's not the fight or flight. It's, it's a feeling of overwhelmed anxiety that is very, very difficult to deal with. In fact, I mean, the what, what do we think of when we think of that? We think of pulling the covers over your head in the morning and going back to sleep. And, and honestly, that's not bad once in a while. And that's the, true. the key is once in a while. But if we find that we're doing that daily, we need to evaluate, do a little self-evaluation and figure out why and adjust. Well, and, and not just understand why, but uh, recognize that there are certain levels right. that go along with that as well. You know, I, I love the analogy of the gauges in a car. Mm. You know, sometimes when you're in a car, uh, all of a sudden that gas light will go on. It'll tell you that you only have a few miles left before you're going to run out of gas. Or maybe the check engine light will go on. Uh, our bodies have different levels of uh, abilities to give us uh, that, that that same kind of a gauge warning sign. Right. So I heard this fantastic um, analogy with the gauges. Um, the other day I was listening to a podcast and, and as we're, you know, getting ready to pass another vehicle on the highway, our, our car ramps up, right. And, and you'll see that level go up as we're on the gauge as, as we're speeding up to, to pass. Well, the problem is you can have that energy that that you need for a for a short time, but it can't sustain that. And if you're trying, you know, if you continue at that level, it'll give out and it'll break down. And that's what happens to our body. But sometimes sometimes those warning signs aren't quite as subtle as they are in the car. You know, if, if we're in the car and, and uh, you know, your car, especially when we're driving, when I drive in it, if I get too close to the center line or another line, it'll, it'll start to vibrate. Uh, and, I, and I can feel that vibration. But unfortunately, in our bodies, we don't always feel that. And we keep on going and going and going until we have a total breakdown. Exactly. And so somehow, some way, we need to adapt our, our daily routine that you talked about so that we can feel that level that we're at before we break down. Right, right. And so we, we each have inside of us different uh, levels of stress. And I think it's important with this discussion that we talk about those levels of stress. Now, here's where I want you to pull out your notebook, if you would, please. And, uh, With that notebook, we're going to be talking about four different colors. We're going to be talking about green, yellow, orange, and red. These are all important colors as they almost put in our minds that that gauge that will tell us if we're running too hot Mm -hmm. or not. And there's a reason why red goes last and green comes first. 
And I, and I think you understand that when it comes to stress and anxiety. So, Annette, what, were, what would be some of the green stress levels? Um, confident. Yeah. Content. Ready. Feeling like I'm ready to meet the day's challenges. Um, able to get along with others. Those are all things for me that I, I feel like I'm living in this, this green zone, if you will. And, and there's nothing wrong with that green zone. We love that green zone, don't we? We do love that green zone. And, but have you found that you get to stay in green all the time? No, and none of us do. <laughs> none of us do. I, I, I don't care what the situation is or I don't care what your emotional resilience level is. We are all going to leave that green zone and start getting into the yellow, orange, and red. So when we're talking about yellow, you know, that's that's not as bad as red. But how many of us uh, feel a little bit tense, a little bit concerned, maybe a little worried or insecure? I mean, those are areas... Uh, that we'd consider to be in the yellow level of uh, our warning gauge. You know, maybe also being uh, having difficult uh, times, you know, connecting with others or, you know, being feeling distracted. I mean, these are all yellow levels. They're, they're not danger, danger, Will Robinson type uh, levels, but they are levels that we should begin to be concerned. They're levels that are very, they're normal. But we don't want to stay there all the time either. And, and you know, the thing I'd just say is that uh, be kind to yourself. You know, these, these times are going to come, and you shouldn't look at yourself as, I shouldn't be feeling and experiencing these kinds of emotions. Emotions are important regardless of the type of emotion we have. And we need to allow ourselves to feel, feel all emotions. So let's go on to the orange. Well, um, how many of us are exhausted? physically and emotionally. And um, I know there have been many times in my life in different periods where that exhaustion was where I was at. And um, again, we can't live there. And we have to do those things to, to learn to adapt. Uh, you mentioned the idea of being physically ill sometimes because of our emotions. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, if we live in this orange or red zone for too long, it does cause physical illness and, and problems that can become chronic. Um, easily angered. How often do you come upon someone that just can just snap? Or you just snap for really no reason at all. That's that's a warning warning sign. Um, deeply discouraged. Just they're just discouraged. They're down on life itself. It's it's really something as we do this self evaluation. You know, be be real, be honest, and be kind again to yourself. It's okay if you find yourself here. This is. All learning and, and, and you know, finding ways. So, now when we're in this stage, we're in this orange stage here, what are some of the ideas maybe that uh, we can remember to help us? Oh, it's back to finding some relaxing activities, um, remembering good experiences, and, and just even, you know, going for, for a walk. Hmm. 
doing some things that are outside that that daily routine. There is something with moving your body that connects your brain and your body and it helps it it helps it helps it to get out of that orange zone. But may I suggest that when you are on your walk that you are kind to yourself. It's not about how fast can I get through this walk or or being on a phone call for work while I'm on my walk. This is time to be able to breathe, to, to recognize the beauties around you. Those are the things that will help get you out of that orange zone. We all need that time. You need that time. And that always knows when I might feel maybe a little bit in the yellow or the orange zone there because I'll tell her, hey, I need to go out for a walk. And, you know, there's nothing wrong. You can be in the green zone and, and you should still do those kinds of things. But especially when you get to this point, you know, there's something about being outside that uh, that really helps. It does. And it's it's been difficult being in the, you know, middle of winter and it's cold and the weather isn't great. But let me tell you, I have bundled up the a few times this last week and gone outside. You braved the cold and uh, you've come back a better person. I have. And it got me out of that orange zone. So let's talk about uh, the last level of stress, and that's the red zone. And this is a very serious zone. This is something that uh, we we want to be very, very cautious when we get into this zone. You know, have you ever heard someone say, I'm just numb? You know, when someone says, I'm just numb, that's typically a sign that uh, they're in the red zone. Uh, there are other ways that we can tell if we're in the red zone as well. We can feel constantly overwhelmed, not not just sometimes, but constantly overwhelmed to the point where your sleeping is uh, not not good. Uh, you're, you're not able to get the rest that you need because you're constantly worried about something. You isolate yourself from others. Uh, you you have that sense of hopelessness. And, and, and that's a terrible, terrible thought. You're you feel like you're unable to continue where you say, I'm just done. You know, and, and I think we all feel that way sometimes, but sometimes more often than not, you know, there will be times when it's four o'clock in the afternoon and <clears throat> if I'm working from home and it says, let's go to the store and I'll say, good, I'm just done. That doesn't mean I'm in the red zone. It just means that, uh, yeah, now's a good time to take that break. But let's give a little warning here. Um, if you feel that you're done seek help. And this isn't, this isn't a place that you want to be or probably could take care of yourself. And it's okay to seek help. It, it is because we, we start, uh, we, we start feeling some of those uh, isolationist type feelings that no one loves us, that uh, maybe we feel like we've been abandoned by God. Mm-hmm. Maybe we feel that uh, we're just not worth it. And we're going to talk a little bit uh, a little bit later, but at this point, I think it's really important that we talk about the importance of healthcare professionals. They're there to help. They're there to give you tools. They're there to help you to gain what is necessary to get out of that funk. 
and the more I have, um, I have become vulnerable, the more I've opened up. It's amazing how others open up as well and just recognize that you're not alone. You're not alone in, in seeking help and you're, there's nothing wrong with you. If you seek help, um, you're not broken. You know, help has so many different avenues. Mm-hmm. It can range from talking to an ecclesiastical leader or a trusted friend. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe seeing someone professionally. Uh, but, you know, anyone who is feeling that they cannot cope or that they're starting to do things that are uncharacteristic of themselves, we would encourage you to uh, to call the National Suicide Prevention Line at 1-800-273-8255. Know that there's nothing so overwhelming that can't be addressed and dealt with that'll make you whole once again. Mm-hmm. So, Annette, as we're talking about stress, and these are these are difficult conversations. This is a tough. Uh, conversation to have because we have to ask ourselves, when do we reach that point? When do we go from yellow to red or from orange to red that uh, we, we really need help? And that's, that's really difficult. But let me ask you, what helps you focus when you're stressed? I know you've got some great uh, skills that you've learned over the years. Well, I shared one and that, that was going for a walk. And and I realized, and I realized that if I'm out for a walk and my mind doesn't settle down and it's just all over the place and it's kind of a monkey brain in thoughts and, and feelings and things, that's a warning sign to me. Mm. And, and so what I'm trying to say is that we need to pay attention to what's going on inside ourselves, in our mind, in our body, and and allow ourselves to feel. You talked about being numb. And and for years I lived in a numb state because there were things in my life that I hadn't dealt with that I really needed some help. And so for me it was easier to just stay numb because I didn't, I didn't feel like I had the energy to deal with it. And that was backwards. Because it takes energy to feel, regardless of whether it's a good feeling or a bad feeling. And it, it takes that energy <clears throat> to stay in that numb zone, too. And when you stay numb, you don't feel good or bad. So you, you just might want to zone out of the, the bad feelings, but you can't feel the good things. And so I just feel like, you know, it's something that has helped, helped. Uh, that's one of the things that's helped me. Mark, what, what helps you? Well, if you were to ask me on a scale of one to 10, how stressed I am right now, <laughs> uh, you know, typically this early in the morning, I'm, I'm usually in a really good spot, but we're excited. We're going on vacation tomorrow. And I'm thinking about what I need to do to prepare for vacation and I'm thinking about what I need to do to finish work up for the week, realizing that there's still a lot of things I've got to get done today. And that is causing me stress. And so 
we may we might have situational stress based upon some of the uh, not not just the hard things we have to deal with in life, but some of the great things we get to deal with mm-hmm. in life as well. And so I would say today I'm stressed, probably maybe at a six or a seven. I'm not, I'm probably in the yellow uh-huh. area of uh, I'm a little bit tense. I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, a little bit insecure that uh, things are going to be able to be done the right way while I'm gone. And, and that's, that's normal, right? You know, and that's what I think we're trying to say is that there are situational things that that stress or that anxiety is a good thing. Right. And it's just, it's just not, you know, keeping it, you just don't want to stay at that level. So for Mark, for you to be not the 10 this morning where you typically are in the morning, you're a morning guy. It's okay. No, I'm not typically a 10 in the morning. <laughs> I think that's what I heard you say. I'm t- typically in a really good spot in the morning. Oh yeah. I flipped it. So, so sorry. <laughs> you can call me a 10 all you want to, but uh, <laughs> I think what you meant to say was, is that yes, I'm, I didn't have very less little stress, little stress in the morning. Yes. You, 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 Typically, you have very little stress, and so this is kind of a big deal. So, Annette, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second here, okay? okay. And I look at Annette uh, with with her skills that she has. You know, I know that there are there's probably about an hour in the morning that I just don't bother you because you're going through some mindfulness exercises. Uh, why don't you – can you lead us through a mindfulness exercise? I can, and – you know, friends, this is this is something that you need to realize that if you think this is weird or hokey or you can't do it, you can't keep your mind still, it's okay. Because that's how I felt. Mm. And it actually took me a very long time to be able to still my brain and get rid of that monkey brain. But but just for a few minutes, let's try let's just try try this. Try this with me. So I I want you to sit down in a comfortable place. Um, where you can just be still. And it it may seem awkward because that's not normal for you. And for me, I I really do. I like to sit on the floor when I do this. Sometimes I lay down on the floor. There's something with getting out of my typical chair so but but be comfortable and for you if that's your favorite chair sit down with your favorite chair and just be still and just close your eyes begin by taking several long slow breaths breathing in fully through your nose and exhaling fully through your mouth. Allow your breath to find its own natural rhythm. Notice the physical sensation of your lungs expanding and contracting as you breathe in and out. If your mind wanders to other things, don't worry, that happens. If you get distracted, just notice the types of thoughts and feelings and sensations that distract you. Observe them without trying to control them or judge them. 
and simply bring your attention back to your breathing. Your breathing provides an anchor to which you can return over and over again. Practice being present with your breathing. Again, if your mind wanders, notice the thoughts, feelings, and sensations that distract you and allow them to flow past you like clouds in the sky. Breathe with the perspective for one minute. As this exercise comes to an end, slowly allow your attention to expand and notice your body and the room around you. When you're ready, open your eyes and come back to being fully aware of your surroundings. Remember that breathing is a tool that can help you relax and be present at any time. Now, on a scale of one to 10, Mark, how would you rate the stress you feel? I have to wake up first now. That was, uh, that was a great exercise, Annette. It's, it's something that uh, really relaxed me. And as I'm thinking about all the things I've got to do, I think I've, I, I would say that I've probably gone from a six, maybe down to a three. Good. And, and the reason why I say that is because physically, as you asked me that question, I realized that when I began that exercise, my shoulders began to droop, which means that I had a little bit of anxiety. And, and, I, and I find that when I have anxiety is my, my shoulders actually get, I get tense and my shoulders get high. And then when I let it go, it's like, wow. There is something about breathing that is grounding. And it, it brings us back to that center. And one thing that I didn't realize about myself is that when I am in that orange or red zone, I hold my breath and I don't deep breathe. It's it's just really interesting. And it's something that that was pointed out to me. And I honest honestly I had to retrain my brain to breathe and to breathe deeply. And and so it, it can be done. But for me and and maybe for many of you, friends, the thing that I, I would get discouraged because my mind would be be distracted and I couldn't just stay at first for, well, actually for months. It took me a lot of practice to be able to stay focused on my breathing and don't get frustrated with yourself. Yeah. And don't have that judgment that you're doing something wrong. Once I got rid of that piece that, because then that was causing more stress and anxiety. Right. But right. once I got rid of that piece of of judging myself and what am I doing wrong, I finally learned 
the keys and realize the benefits of doing a mindfulness exercise. So I, I love that. I, I love the fact that, uh, I mean, and this isn't the only mindfulness exercise. There's no. so many mindfulness exercises. How can someone learn more about mindfulness? Well, reach out to us. I mean, we we have some great recordings that that we are just putting together and sharing with our, our listeners and, and our friends that they can have. And it's just another tool, another resource for them. There's There are a lot of, of things out there that they can reach and look online and, and find many free resources that will help them. Great idea. Great idea. Well, let, let's talk <coughs> maybe as we try to put it kind of together here a little bit. Let's talk about some of the skills that we've learned, some of the skills that we've talked about, maybe some of the ideas that uh, we've seen from others or, or maybe from ourselves that have made a difference in dealing with stress and anxiety. So, you know, Annette, you mentioned one, and I, for me, this is an important way that I start my day. I, I get up early. I, I tend to, uh, to uh, say my morning prayers and to uh, read scripture or something meaningful in the morning that will put me at ease so that uh, I'll be at a base level that is stable without starting my day in a stress mode. Which is wonderful to be able to start that day because sometimes if we start the day running because we're late or in that hurry, we overslept, whatever it might be, that already adds us, adds us, adds to that stress level. So that's a, a wonderful way to start your day. Another thing that I do is, is, and it's part of my my mindfulness routine, is to just sit and ponder. Just think about um, those things that I'm grateful for. Not just the things I have to do. When I added the gratitude piece, that lowered my stress and anxiety. You know, I, when you say that, it reminds me of uh, the Old Testament uh, scripture in Psalms, be still and know that I'm God. You know, there, there's something about uh, that thought of be still and realize that uh, there are others that know your situation. Don't worry. And that actually is a mindfulness um activity that I do. And I go through that scripture, be still and know that I am God, be still and know that I am, be still and know, be still, be. And that's something that I often, when I feel myself, that anxiety or that stress building, I will, I will say that. Whether if I'm in a place where I'm alone, I can say it out loud. If I'm in a place with a lot going on around me, I can just stop and in my mind say those things. And boy, is that a stress reducer for me. Love it. Love it. So here's another idea. Look at your expectations. Uh, you know, sometimes our greatest worries and our stress come when life, you know, really comes when life doesn't uh, go as smoothly or the way that we had hoped or planned. 
I, you know, just quickly, I, I talked to a to a young person last week that I was interviewing, who had his entire life planned out in front of him, and it was on a notepad. And and I was concerned for that young person at the end of the day after the end of that uh, interview, thinking, you know, some of the motivations that he has. He he said he wanted to have ten million dollars by the age of fifty, so that he could just do other things that he wanted to do. Well, what happens? If he doesn't get there, what happens if day by day goes through and he realizes he's not getting any closer to that ultimate goal? I I just think, you know, as as that's great. But the reality is life has its ups and downs and it's turns and weaves. And there are things that have happened in our life I never could have planned for or dreamed of. But I am very grateful that we followed that path. Sometimes, so those uh, expectations need to be redefined. Exactly, and and that's okay. And we're not saying don't have high expectations, but what we are saying is make sure those expectations are doable. Make sure that you have the skills. Make sure you have the uh, resources and the means necessary to make them work. Another is to be active, and and the, to let your body enjoy enjoy you know life in the world and 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 the gifts that we've been given for having a body and um but be wise here's one that uh, we we know all too well in our family uh help someone else and uh, do you remember the story of our, our daughter melissa when she was just a little girl <laughs> oh, yeah what did she sense was going on at home we our family was very stressed out and when that stress and that anxiety level lifted then it seemed like there was a lot more um, contention and whether, you know, and yelling between the children or maybe even mom might have raised her voice a time or two. But she said she she keyed in on something that we had done for our as a family for a long time. And that was going out and doing service and helping others. And in our neighborhood, there were a lot of older um older people that that are were wonderful but had limited capacity to do things like they used to do and she just started crying we need to go and help someone and and you know the thing about that is it wasn't the fact that that other person needed help but she remembered how she felt she remembered how she felt and so and she remembered how we felt and acted as a family when we did those things and so that is one key that to me is, is, you know, it's right up there at the top of the list. So there are a lot of other things we don't have time to go through, you know, focus on gratitude, you know, be active. We talked about going outside, limit technology use. You know, I, I, I get stuck in that uh, mode sometimes where I'll just sit down with my device and uh, I find that, that uh, I, I waste time just looking at things that uh, are not necessarily useful. Be kind to yourself. Uh, try a relaxing activity. Stay connected with your family and friends. You know, take it one step at a time. That is so important. And then, as Annette mentioned, practice mindfulness. Those are just a few ways and a few ideas that I think will help you to reduce stress and anxiety and, and make you or help you put yourself in a position where you can think clearly once again. And you know, one of the things that that has really helped me and this last little bit is I've started tracking my how I feel 
which is kind of an interesting thing that I've added that to, to what, what I've been paying attention to and not just the tasks or the things that I've, I've, I've accomplished, but how I felt hmm. and, and my, my mood. And that actually has th- that awareness has actually helped me. And, um, you know, friends, I've, I've just put together a little, some sheets. If anybody, you know, again, wants any of these, reach out to us. We'll, we'll email you those things. And we just want to help you with, you know, some of the tools and resources that we found that has blessed us that can help you and you can incorporate and adapt to your own life. You're talking about our workbook that uh, yes. we've, we've put together. Uh, a workbook that uh, that really will help you to understand who you truly are. Right, right. So, you know, you talk about ways that you reduce stress. Just one quick way that I reduce stress, and and this is something that I really didn't think of until I until I was told of this idea, and that was before I leave work for the day, take a break. Mm. And and you know, people think, well, wait, you're going to be taking a break in 15 minutes anyway when you leave work. But what happens if you work up to the minute that you leave? All of a sudden, you have all of that anxiety continuing to go through your mind instead of taking a mindfulness break, maybe 15 minutes before you actually lose, leave your job. That's a great, great idea. There are so many things that we've we've shared with you today. And, and the biggest takeaway is adapt it to yourself, is don't feel like Oh no, I'm even more stressed. I have more things that I need to do here. That's not what this conversation was about. This conversation was here to give you some ideas and to make you aware of certain things about stress and anxiety and different things that you can do. Now, as you ponder, as you think about it, take you know, this this piece of advice over here, or this piece of advice over here, and add it into your daily routine. But most importantly, be kind to yourself. You know, you just took the words right out of my mouth, Annette. That was the, the way I thought we couldn't uh, finish this conversation any better than with that idea of being kind to ourselves. And so, listeners, just know that... that uh, you you have what is necessary in order to function properly. Sometimes we need a little bit of help, but you have the skills and we have the faith in you that uh, you have that ability to do so. So with that, we hope you can have a wonderful day. And thank you for joining us. And we've, we've enjoyed this conversation that we've had uh, together as we've discussed stress and anxiety and and how we can learn from these things and and build emotional resilience. You know, each of us have stories to share. And we've shared some of our stories related to stress and anxiety, things that have helped us. You have stories to share that can help those that you surround yourself with. Share your stories, share your experiences connect with others, help them to grow and and to be inspired. And journal. Make sure that you're journaling the thoughts and the 
feelings that you have. Come prepared next week because we're going to be talking about understanding sadness and depression. Mm, another good one. You know, we invite you to become a part of Trill Angels and Karen the Load community through social media. And we invite you to share the site with, with those you know. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and any of your podcast platforms that you you listen to your favorite podcasts. We have a request of you. Please leave a review. Please help others to find Trail Angels. Let's grow this community because, friends, we are stronger together. Keep caring. <laughs>